and a conversation just struck out impromptu it was supposed to be 20 minutes next thing you know it's been 4 hours wow. she's opened herself a bitcoin wallet and she accepted bitcoin for my food and drinks and she was like you are the best thing that has happened to me in the last 6 years and i'm like wow that's wow. crazy man we were like one there were like four people down there and i was just happy to share with them where and they were she was just like she's like she's just been saying like she's been working and working and working and working and working and working and her money is not growing and then she started understanding the history of money to understand what bitcoin is here to solve and she was really happy to be it like you know be part of it and we're live Hey everyone, we're Mick and Stelios, co-founders of Geyser and co-hosts of the Geyser podcast, where we invite Bitcoin builders, creators, and creatives to talk about their crowdfunding campaigns that are now live on geyser.fund. With the Geyser podcast, we're giving a voice to these creators, and if you're listening from the Fountain app, you can support their crowdfunding campaigns by boosting them directly from here. So uh, today with us, we have Paco uh, from uh, Run with Bitcoin. He's traveled more than 30 countries by using just Bitcoin. The purpose of the journey is to show through travel vlogs that there's mass adoption happening um, and also by hosting Bitcoin meetups for mass awareness and ultimately to show that humans are kind. He really is crazy enough to have traveled 30, 40, 40 countries in the last 40 days uh, only with Bitcoin. So let's get to know more about his story. So welcome, Paco. All right. Hi, guys. Good to see you all. Thank you so much for inviting me over. Uh, likewise. And hello to everyone. <laughs> It's nice to just talk to you guys after like almost what six, eight months before when the journey was just about to start. Oh, yeah. um, man, like it's an honor. Uh, it's it's the thirteenth country, another twenty-seven to go. Uh, it's a long way, and uh, I really feel like Africa has a strong message here. Bitcoin adoption is coming. It is. It's going to take about 15 years in Africa at least. So to you all who have all your awesome applications and all, but to come down to Africa is going to take at least 15 to 20 years of this adoption, at least because still we would hear people prefer physical cash, and and these countries are still so young. You know they just got an independence like 40, 50 years ago. So yeah. Wow. Anyway, so my journey is you have told it very well. Like to travel 40 countries, uh, I am trying to catch up on those countries. I am currently in Mozambique. So far, I have traveled uh, India, UAE, Thailand, Cambodia, Singapore. Uh, then I flew over to Sri Lanka, Qatar, then Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Tanzania, Malawi, and now Mozambique. Wow. I am. Um, I have to move. I'll be moving over into Zambia and Zimbabwe because there has been really great work done by Anita Posh with Bitcoin for Fairness. So we'll be out there in the next two weeks, and then move over into Botswana and South Africa. I just got connected to Bitcoin Ikasi Harman. Mm-hmm. He's been doing an amazing job right down there. So I'm really excited to meet them. They are practically orange pilling businesses and teaching little kids about Bitcoin. Like I have been traveling around Africa, but I really miss the language. Language is the most important thing that connects anything or anyone. And as I move around these countries, I always feel like I wish I knew their language because they have Kiswahili, 
Chichua, other language. Now I'm here in Mozambique, they speak Portuguese. And I'm just like, how can this be, like how can the message be communicated to them in their language? And I hear like there have been great works happening. There are a couple of them I really know. One is called Bitcoin Matani. He is from Kenya. He is teaching Bitcoin in five regional languages. And the other one is Exomes Africa. They are converting Bitcoin knowledge into so many, so many regional languages too. So they're doing really amazing work and everything is going great. They are getting a lot of support and I'm really excited to be a part of this entire Bitcoin evolution. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tell us, okay. tell us some more about, you, about your journeys. What prompted you to, to kick off this uh, idea? Uh, this is definitely, I would really thank two people here. One is my really good friend. His name is Parin, who suggested me to read a book called the Bitcoin standard by Saifuddin Amos. So I read the book, the, Saif, uh, the Bitcoin standard. And in the book, it talked about stock to flow ratio. What is sound money? What is time preference and what is gold standard and what is fiat standard? and how Bitcoin solves all of it. And like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the book, it had, it, there was a very nice article or a small, small three lines it was written about this British lady named Nellie Bly. She had circumnavigated the globe in 1878 by just using gold coins and pounds, which was a new currency back then. Wow. And I was like, this is 2021. I'm gonna like travel the world by using Bitcoin so that I can share a positive message with people around the world as to where is Bitcoin adoption? Because everybody in the market is either considering Bitcoin to be a scam or as speculation or a medium of uh, trading to make profits, get rich quick scheme. Right. So it just shows them like, yes, when I get myself a book to read on Bitcoin or I buy myself a ticket on Bitcoin, or I get myself a haircut on Bitcoin, people are ready to accept Bitcoin. Like what is money is wow. whatever is accepted by people. So this is a very nice message that goes about. It is challenging, but on the way. Amazing. And so you just mentioned a few really interesting examples, like cutting your hair, cutting your hair or taking a taxi. Uh, is it is that sort of what you're doing that you're uh, every, every activity, every transaction you do, you try to get the people to, to download a Bitcoin wallet. Uh, and if so, how has that been so far? How, how receptive have people been in different countries? Okay. Uh, I would definitely say India was really too much fun because they were, I was using bit refill vouchers also. So I was getting my Uber taxis to my food, to anything by just by paying on Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. But most of the times I used to end up setting up a wallet for somebody and send them some Bitcoin. Uh, like I was yesterday in a place called Tete. It's in Mozambique. And I got to meet the owner of the place. Uh, her name is Nikki. And a conversation just struck out impromptu. It was supposed to be 20 minutes. Next thing you know, it's been four hours. Wow. She's opened herself a Bitcoin wallet and she accepted Bitcoin for my food and drinks. And she was like, you are the best thing that has happened to me in the last six years. And I'm like, wow, that's wow. crazy, man. We were like one, there were like four people down there and I was just happy to share with them. Where, and they were, she was just like, she's like, she's just been saying like, she's been working and working and working and working and working and working and her money is not growing. 
and then she started understanding the history of money to understand what bitcoin is here to solve and she was really happy to be it like you know be part of it similarly i have been sharing this knowledge i think yes i would have hosted about like 50 plus meetups now in 13 countries uh for my transactions as i am in africa it is a big challenge given to the language barrier so i am using cash that is fiat money to catch buses taxis to move around mm-hmm. and i generally stay with my host so i end up setting up my, my host with a bitcoin wallet mm-hmm. so that they can also in the future remember like there was a bitcoiner in the house and we do a, we go out for meals or drinks and i pay them in bitcoin and uh, or i find businesses or i just like in malawi i ended up staying at a place called butterfly space at the the malawi lake and i got to meet the owner again by luck the owner was there and she has about like three nurseries two schools she runs an ngo she has a belief like the money should not leave malawi since it's the poorest country in the world so i set her up a bitcoin wallet and i shared some bitcoin with her and then she accepted my bitcoin for food and stay and accommodation too so it was just like i just show up and you if you end up meeting the owner it becomes an easier way and people feel much more comfortable rather than speaking to the staff because of the language barrier one and two they are not the decision makers oh that's incredible man and but you been you've been going around the world essentially and you're on this crazy journey um i'm personally mm-hmm. subscribed to your substack newsletter as well so i've been receiving Thank some you. of your updates um and you've clearly been meeting so many people um so i'm going to mm-hmm. put you in in the spot a little bit here and ask you is there maybe two or three really remarkable stories something that really stuck with you on like people or stories that that you like to share with people just that really made an impression on you uh, on this journey okay mm, definitely i have i have about uh, two i will I, i have two right now the third one i'll think of it the first one it goes back to india i went on to a city called rajkot and this guy texted me on telegram and we started chatting and he came to meet me turns out he cannot speak i cannot hear and he went to a university to learn english and these are his words he says english is freedom bitcoin is freedom which really connected with me a lot i spent the whole day with him just texting via telegram he was sitting with me we had breakfast lunch went for a meet up and beautiful guy he's got a baby daughter now and that's what he said bitcoin got us together which got me really connected a uh, second one is in cambodia i went over to this place called the landmine museum where there were almost 20000 landmines deactivated right demined mm-hmm. so i got talking to this person called akira who demines all these landmines and he has so far demined about 50000 and he says to me there are 4 million active landmines in cambodia vietnam and laos 4 million active landmines and i was like this is what fiat paper can do for you when there is no control so i set him up a bitcoin wallet and again shared some bitcoin with him unfortunately when i was there his team had just died so one one booby trap mine had exploded 
and four of his team members had died. So he was kind of upset. Uh, this is the two uh, third man. This is one story which is it is hilarious, but it is sad. I was in Lake Bunyoni. It's in Uganda. This is where the Rastafari movement started, and I got to meet this guy. Uh, I forget his name. Damn it! But he told me in 2014. He sold his cow for Bitcoin for $400. But he got scammed. He did not receive any Bitcoin. The people ran away with his money. Hence the point okay. where it comes to saying, not your keys, not your coins. Don't trust, verify. Everything just adds up. Like, And the last one, I would say, I've hosted 50 plus meetups. I guess I am just getting better at my meetups. But the most active I was happy to share was with Malawi. There were these little five little kids there. They were like 18, 21 year olds. I had a very small 40 minutes meetup, but that was, they were the most receptive people I have come across. They understood everything. They have a raspberry pie. Unfortunately, that country does not have electricity. They have six to eight hours of power cut daily. But they were, they understood everything about Bitcoin and they were like, Bitcoin is everything. And they were really happy to set up a tie-up with getbitcoin.org. That's a human rights foundation, HRF. They are giving away 2,100 free sats with Moon Wallet. So yeah, these are like three, four moments. I have, I have a plenty more. Like I have like a lot of magical things that end up happening. But these three, four were like really touching. Wow. That's amazing, man. Th thanks for sharing. And for anyone that wants to read more of those stories, I would recommend to check your Substack. Thank Absolutely. You, I, I was going to say about the, the cow story. In that case, if it's uh, not your cow, not your cow. Uh, or not, not, <laughs> not your fence, not your cow, right? <laughs> That's funny. They, they run away with the skis and with the, with the cow. That's hilarious. <laughs> How do you run away with a cow? I was going into these tough periods now. I just <laughs> exchange Bitcoin for cows. Yeah. <laughs> That's I think so. I think so. I think so. Cory Swan should do a tweet on that. He's really onto everything now. Yeah, he, he goes is. after everyone. <laughs> He's a shitcoin killer these days. Yeah, <laughs> he literally, he literally, he, he did not even leave form. He did not leave yeah. uh, Celsius. He's after Celsius. Holy Jesus! <laughs> and Brad Brad Mills now is after Hex. Something Hex bombed out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Hex like, this is crazy, well. crazy, yeah. crazy. I don't know, something happened with Peter McCormick also. Something happened. He also did something. I couldn't read the whole details, but yeah. So, so, you, so you're keeping in touch with the, with the, with the Bitcoin news. Uh, is it, you keep on touch I, on Twitter and I, stuff. Yeah, like I, I see because see Twitter has been, I, I feel Twitter is much more better for me than Instagram. Mm. And even Twitter, I'm connected to the community. Hmm. I keep updating most of my meetups, most of my reach, most of the connections I've gotten in any country is Twitter. Let me remind you, nobody had a database of all these countries that I have been to. When you say go to Cambodia, they have zero leads. Like you go down to Kenya, there was zero leads. Wow. Like I literally end up finding from scratch. And every country I go, I try, try, try. It takes time, three days to five days to seven days. But you end up finding a community, end up hosting meetups like Malawi. I had zero connects, but I stayed there 12 days. I hosted three meetups and set up three Bitcoin wallets. Do you keep track? So I guess, Do you keep track of all the Bitcoin wallets you set up? Like how many no, people? 
How many people I, you I, orange I, pilled I, every day? Oh my God, you should totally do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I would have done so far about 100 plus or 100. And I don't remember much. I've been there, I like, like, when, by the way, when Bitcoin was at 60, 50, 40, people were very much more generous and life was very easier. Now it is at 28. <laughs> Right. I have to start. I have to start keeping the track of this. But yeah, I, I if I sit down, I practically know in which country what I have done. I, I have a list of which country I have done what. Like in Cambodia, there were eighteen businesses that accepted Bitcoin. Eighteen. Gotcha. Let, let's. Like, let's that's, 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 sorry, people will be writing stories about you as the Bitcoin prophet. You know, thousands years from now. The, the, the Bitcoin pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, archives of, of Paco. People probably, will be like... doing the same the same journey in the future. They'll be, uh, they'll be they'll be retaking Paco's journey. Oh yeah, lovely man, lovely. I I I'll tell you. I I I I've been saying this. I I keep saying this to everyone. I I am a spark. I bring spark to your life, but it is you who has to burn the fire. So I will be more than honored, more than blessed. If people start orange pilling their neighbors, orange pilling their favorite coffee shop, and start just sharing that extra thousand sats, which doesn't burn anyone anything. Like let people do it. Like this is what when I see all these little projects are happening in Peru, Senegal, uh, Nigeria, South Africa, India, uh, Malawi, Malawi not much, Kenya. Like when I see all these little, little projects are happening in these little, little pockets, El Salvador, thanks to El Salvador. Mm -hmm. I really feel happy. I'm like, this is going to be like a stepping stone for everyone because we are still humans. We still trust. We cannot take the trust factor away. Mm -hmm. Hence, Satoshi gave us 2140 because it will be three, four generations gone till the time the money is fixed. So, yeah. Please, please keep in orange, keep orange pilling. It will take some time, but I guess everybody has that 15 minutes or a half an hour. Um, yes. So, so, so you talked about the, the contacts that you have. Do you have like, are you kind of in a place now that you have so many contacts that they, people can sort of help you uh, find more contacts in other countries or where to stay and stuff like that? Uh, yes. So what is happening is when I was doing Asia, uh, due to the COVID problems, I couldn't do other Asian countries. So Asia has a little community. So like when I was in Thailand, the Thailand people made noise that the Cambodian people happened. Then with the Cambodia, I got connected to Singapore. But then Vietnam was closed, Philippines closed, Indonesia closed, Laos, everything was closed. So I just couldn't explore much. Mm. There's a very strong Bitcoin community in Vietnam. There are really strong Bitcoiners in Philippines, in Bali. So there are these little pockets. This is this was my purpose to find these little pockets and to just share it with people. But then I moved over into now into Africa. Again, I had to start from scratch. But now I have connections. Like I literally, I, if if people want a OTC trade, I exactly know who it is because I have met them. I've had these little trades. Uh, if somebody wants to spend their Bitcoin, if somebody wants to do something, I really have connections. Obviously, I'm connected to a lot of shitcoiners also. Because every shitcoiner is like now, I, I I will not tell the names of the shitcoins, but those guys have approached me to do a project with them. And I am like, nope, it's not happening. After yeah. what Luna and UST has taught us, mm -hmm. I am really not going to like even 
take a name of any coin yeah. like that. Yeah. That's yeah. that's smart. <laughs> That's right. How are you finding? Because yeah. we we asked Anita, and she said that there's a lot of shit coining happening in Africa. Is that is that something you can? True. Is that true? It's so true. It it's it's very true. It's very true. So let me just make it very simple. I'll give you. I'll. So I'm on ground. I stay with local people. I don't stay in hotels. I don't stay in hostels. Okay, I stay in hostels when it's a cash situation. I buy the hostel voucher on Bitrefill. So to Bitcoin, blah blah blah. But Kenya. Is Kenya today is what Singapore was in 2000. Make sense? Kenya is the hub yeah. for every crypto community. So in this crypto community, there's a very famous coin. It's called the Celo coin. Have you heard of it? Yes, Celo is the yeah. the mobile crypto, right? Mobile crypto. All right. So so what what Celo came in here to do was, a lot of Africans were doing micro jobs. They were doing these little little jobs online, and they were getting micro payments, five dollars, ten dollars, fifteen dollars, and they were generally getting the payment through Western Union or through PayPal. So if you're getting a five dollar payment, you end up losing three dollars or four dollars or entire money to as a commission or a fee. So what did Celo come into this and solve the problem for them was like you use Celo coin, it's a stable coin, so called. And Celo Coin was just charging a very little commission of as little as half a percent or a one percent. So it really it told people that rather than receiving money here in your cash, you receive it in Celo Coin and you cash it out here in Celo Coin. So when they came out with that angle and where you were when you were doing a five dollar job and you were still getting four point nine five, everybody started loving that concept and respecting it. But with that, now Cardano came in offering the same thing. Now there is somebody else right now. I'm in the Kenyan group. I am in the Kenyan group. I can tell you also who is come. I can literally tell you. I can I can tell you. They just host. so what do these shitcoin companies come and do? They just come in and they host these big meetups and they start. Okay, welcome to the CEO of Bullant Volteron of Crypto Sasa. Yeah, there you go. There's a there is a community called Off Chainers. They keep hosting these big meetups for people. And they throw these big ass parties, and they talk about their products, or about NFTs, or about what's happening in Web3. Anything and everything just keeps shoving it down the average Kenyan's throat. So that's what people are saying. But but there are a lot of companies now. I can tell you, Bankiko Wallet is offering something similar. It has something called the USDB. It's called a stable coin. So Bankiko Wallet is there. Bitlipa is there. It has its own stable coin. So a lot of these people are not just setting up their own thing. There is something called Ubuntu Coin, Umuntu Coin. There is another guy, bro. This guy really pissed me out. I swear to God, I wanted to punch him. He was right on the stage. We were talking to these youngsters, youth, and he's like, "I'm making a Satoshi Tower, and my coin will be called Satoshi Inu." And I was just like, "How can you just, just do this, guys? Like they're really messed up people. Everybody just wants to make money." So Kenya is that way. Uganda is the biggest OTC market. Uganda is the cheapest place in the world to buy Bitcoin. The cheapest place to buy Bitcoin. Uganda. I went down there. There is a exchange called Yellow Card. They are so ballsy. They got a smart marketing guy. So the Central Bank of Uganda had a big billboard saying "Buy Bitcoin." What? Wow. So the Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. 
but I, th- I thought I thought Uganda had said some weird stuff about uh, crypto and Bitcoin yeah. not being legal or something recently. They just came, yeah. So that 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 weird stuff just came in exactly two weeks from before, Got and it. they were really against it. So they really went down to kill down your mobile money applications. Wow. Uh, Rwanda is very chill. Uh, Rwanda has all these communities, and but there's a very small community. But Rwanda is the safest country. Uh, Tanzania is super laid back because they just lost their president last year. So the new madam president, the deputy is the president and she is pro crypto. And I was just listening to some of the Kiswahili translated to English. They were talking about it in the parliament and the community is really nice. I got connected to some good OTC traders, but uh, with the Luna crash, most of them crashed down. That's what happened. And in Malawi also, there is a very small community, but it is there. And like, so yeah, this is the current update so far of all these countries. And why is it you think that, let's say, so-called shitcoin companies are so much ahead of Bitcoin companies in that path of bringing like meetups, education and doing these use cases that you described? Because technically, there's nothing preventing using Lightning and Bitcoin to do what you described Celo was doing. Um, so is it just because there's a massive company behind it and it's a concerted, centralized effort to bring that in? Um, or, or what is it, right? From your perspective, mm. what is stopping Bitcoin and Bitcoiners from doing that? Okay. All right. Okay. Now this is me. I'm on the ground. All right, guys, with due respect to every Bitcoiner, every Bitcoiner is doing their whatever they think is the best. And I really thank you all. But this is my perspective already. Bitcoiners are really strong in the European and the American region. And all they keep on shouting is hodl. Now, when they keep on shouting hodl, that means it's a good store of value. And this is what Bitcoin is seen as a store of value. And in Africa, these there are these community heads. I know community heads in all these countries now. They get a meager salary of $100 a month. When they get $100 a month, brother, that is nothing. That's the amount of money that you blow off in London in a night. Or you go down to Singapore for drinks. Right? When these companies come here, they come down with $500. They're like, here's $500, post a meetup. Now that average person who is earning $1,500 would listen to Bitcoin or would listen to $500. So far, I have I've been hosting all these meetups and I have been hosting free Bitcoin meetups. And I have not been providing free drinks or a fancy venue or a fancy thing. We have been meeting in small cafes or somewhere and just been hosting. But when a company comes in and does this little big thing, imagine, brother, it is so simple. You have 10 community leaders in Kenya. You invite them to the fancy dinner. You pay them $500 each. What do they do to their community? They shit the coin. Very simple. It's all about money. And in Africa, it's all about money. You have money, you'll get it. But... Paxful is doing something very good here. I've seen there is a lot of thing happening. Brother, Africa has 54 countries, 54 different languages, 1.4 billion people and corruption and all of this. And in the midst of all of this, you are giving people mobile phones with internet and telling them to use Bitcoin. You see, it's still ways far apart. Yeah. So, so what, what's Paxful doing right, sorry? All right. Paxful is doing something really good here is they have this uh, thing called build with Bitcoin. So 
So they are building schools with Bitcoin, right, which right. gives a very strong message. So far, they have built four schools in South Africa, two in Kenya, and two in Rwanda. They have got a plan to build hundred schools around the world. Now that is a very strong message in the long run. Let's say if you have built a school, even after ten years, you will still remember it's built with Bitcoin. Even after a hundred years, you will still say it's built with Bitcoin. So they are doing really good job there. and they are really supporting lot of local these initiatives galoy money is really good here galoy money has been supporting lot of these initiatives and yeah so these are the these are the couple of them bitnob i just see yellow card is an exchange which is a bitcoin only exchange but like yeah they are also doing something but they are still like a company you know it's all about money i want to make money come on man in malawi A Bitcoin, if right today is thirty thousand dollars, that Bitcoin is being sold at fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah, exchanges can make can make a lot of money. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's that's pure true. arbitrage. Yeah, pure arbitrage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's uh, yeah let's hope that that you know that's that problem gets solved, right? Um, yeah. But sort of to to go towards towards your point around you know Bitcoin being seen as just a store of value. Have you noticed at all any any shift now that you know Lightning is becoming much more adopted and is very cheap and easy to transact, super fast, faster and cheaper than any other cryptocurrency out there, and it also because of that it enables microtransactions, which means that it's a lot easier to depart from Bitcoin because you can send thousands of satoshis, right? And so, I guess part of what we're doing at Geyser is uh, enabling people to fund. As little as one satoshi, which is like nothing in dollar terms, and even if Bitcoin were to go up hundred x, you know, to give say ten satoshis is is like getting, you know, giving maybe one dollar, right? In 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 fifty years from now, right? So even in this case, even if you project um, the price into the future through microtransactions, um, Bitcoiners definitely do seem to be a lot more comfortable about giving up their money, which Is fair because money is precious and Bitcoin is especially precious. Um, but through Lightning uh, and microtransaction, I think there's maybe something there. What are your thoughts on that? Man, Lightning is coming through. I'm really happy what Jack Malers is doing, Dorsey is doing, the Strike is doing, and they're doing a really great job. I am really happy. Like I really love now what Bitcoin company did. I just bought myself a Visa card using Bitcoin. And I nice. I love Lightning. I've been using Lightning like on most of the exchanges now. Like on as on Paxful there is Lightning Bitcoin, on Exodus there is Lightning Bitcoin. I love Lightning Bitcoin. I know Lightning Bitcoin is the future. I can see it. But at the end of the day, a common man here wants cash. I'll give you an example. I went to Kilimanjaro. I had to pay for it, hiking. I paid him, and immediately. Uh, I connected him to the OTC trader and he cashed it up. He's like, I need cash. So and cash for him to send to the an OTC trader, he still has to use on chain because that OTC trader is either on Paxful, is either on Binance, or is either on buy and sell Bitcoin or God knows whatever. So they are still on chain. These guys are still like this is I'm, I speak I speak when I speak of all of this I speak of Africa to Asia. To India, to anywhere, they will still rather prefer to have on-chain transaction. The on-chain transaction is fees really low, so it makes sense. Like in the last eight months, the highest on-chain fees I've paid 
would be like 15 sats per byte. So that's like 60 cents, 15 cents. That too recently, like two weeks ago when there was this massive dump of UST and all this was happening. So like lightning is coming through. I really like yesterday, I set up a lightning wallet for the Cafe del Rio. And she used the Lightning Wallet to buy herself a Vodacom mobile recharge. So it was pretty awesome. Like I love Lightning. I love showing people Lightning, but it is like, it's going to take time, friends. Like internet is needed. People are still here using the Nokia analog phones, those old ones. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's super true. I, I was speaking with a woman in, in Uganda and uh, who wanted to yeah. do a crowdfund and she says people don't have phones here uh don't have internet they don't know how to use them so how are you gonna mm. it does it does make me think we need bitcoin in paper <laughs> we need paper bitcoin which mm. you know it does exist it's possible but um paper bitcoin notes that would that would be very handy yeah like yeah i i know like i was i was giving around paper bitcoin a uh, paper wallet and uh our our great guy Andreas Antonopoulos came down with another new video. He's like, stop giving paper wallets. And I'm like, what the fuck? That was the only way of just giving to the common man. Right. But yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it is crazy, guys. Let me, let's, be, let's be really honest. An average construction worker or the lady who is selling that mangoes or the corn on the street earns $2 a day. Okay. And inflation is killing them. When you're earning only $2, you can't even save anything. So you can't come down to tell them like, hey, accept Bitcoin. Yeah, like, it, it's, 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 it's a chicken or reality. egg question, right? Because what do you do? Do you, yeah. If they cannot save to buy themselves a phone um, to be able yeah. to save with Bitcoin, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how, how do they get started? They, they need Bitcoin to save, you know, but they also need a phone and they need to save to get a phone, right? Yeah, so, like, like, it's happening. See, I, I really love what all initiatives are happening down in Europe. Huge initiatives. I love the American, the Southern American, the things are catching on in Guatemala, Panama, Paraguay, Argentina, things are happening. In Africa, you need education step one. This is what Gaddafi was doing. That's why Gaddafi was taken down. Gaddafi wanted a single currency for Africa. You wanted Africa to be free from the control of the West. Gaddafi, my dear friends, this is the sixth country I am in now. Everyone I asked about Gaddafi and everybody said Gaddafi was a good man. Six countries. Yeah. 80 days. Uh, everyone is telling me this. And the Western media had painted as something else. Wow. wow. It is really absurd. Like, like it wow. is so weird. Now that when I see Elon Musk buying Twitter, I'm like, obviously you buy media because media listens. Tomorrow, you, today he came on with a tweet, right? Dogecoin will be accepted for this. Dogecoin yeah. will be accepted for that. Yeah. A meme coin, which can be, like, it is, that's it, right? Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post. The, in the Indians, the richest man, he bought the Ycom 18. It's a news channels. If you have media outlet control in your hand, you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Before we move on here, uh, I want to come back to something that you said that is very, very relevant to anyone listening, sitting in the London apartment, as you were saying, it's, you know, $100 a night over a few drinks or if you buy a restaurant, um, but it's a life-changing amount across the globe. That is something that mm -hmm. I think we need to stress because there is a positive in that as well. I think we're living in a time where this mm -hmm. difference is so massive 
that people that are in a fortunate mm-hmm. position can have a disproportionate impact without making any change to their daily life. Just skip a beer, you know, mm-hmm. skip a meal outside, use this beautiful mm-hmm. technology that we have through Bitcoin and make a transaction peer-to-peer, mm-hmm. right? There's no NGO involved, there's no company, a middleman taking a cut. Mm-hmm. You just contact mm-hmm. people on the ground, people like yourself, and mm. send a small amount, send a small $10, $50. And that can go a really, really mm. long way on um, both in teaching people how to use it, but also mm-hmm. actually spend it. And as you said, it, it's not just savings. That's maybe a very Western way of looking mm. at it. Um, but it can actually be spent. Mm-hmm. And then more people doing that will bring more OTC traders. They will bring more interest mm-hmm. in, in this. Um, and so I really wanted to stress that point just to, to anyone that maybe sitting here and is saying like, I, I don't want to go travel to these, these countries or I can't, or I don't have the budget, um, but I want to help mm-hmm. out. This is one way mm-hmm. you can help out really, really simply. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for like, yeah, highlighting that. Like, yeah, I mean, time preference, right? you got to sacrifice for the future, like, like I, I remember Jack Mahler's living in a small apartment, sold off all his furniture and just bought Bitcoin. That speaks volumes for all of us and we're still talking about it years later. And But it's a human... T- See, uh, it's very simple, brother. Um, uh, if a toothache, if you have a toothache today, a toothache is more important to you than floods in China. That's your human nature. That's it. It's period. This is how humans work. You cannot just go down and be preaching and preaching. I'm going to give you something really brutal. For hundreds of years, Africa's resources were exploited. And now they come down here and set up NGOs and say, oh, we are here to help you. Right. It's such a human nature. Yeah. It's such a human nature. <laughs> it's, 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 it's oddly similar. And that's why Anita made, tried to make it really clear that she's she does she really doesn't want that like she doesn't want to be the 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 missionary um who who um who goes into africa and like preaches she she just mm. wants to empower you know um those who understand those who have the skills for them to be the, the you know the lights you know the the, the light mm-hmm. and darkness i guess you could say um mm-hmm. and i guess you know that's the same the same with what you're doing you know you can only show the the option right and then people have to mm-hmm. make the choices and chances are a lot of people will make a lot of mistakes just like all of us have uh, and we'll understand mm-hmm. the you know through through hard work and education what you know what, what this is all about um mm-hmm. and we can only i i completely agree it's not about forcing a particular decision which is why you know nation states dictating um uh, bitcoin as as legal tender can be problematic because people have to sort of be forced to 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 adopt adapt it rather than it being a a bottom-up thing Mm -hmm. um but but one other thing one other thing that anita says is the same as you actually that that africa is a lot is a lot more behind than than we think in the west actually and she says that mm-hmm. uh, South America is more likely to pick up Bitcoin a lot, a lot faster because of just the the rate of technological innovation and education that they they have, um, and the rate of inflation that exists all over South America makes it as a much more uh, uh, interesting place of from a Bitcoin adoption standpoint. 
Yes, I, I, I want to, I, I really like, I would like to say uh, what Anita has said here is wonderful. Now, Anita has done something really great. She's really empowered. There is literally Bitcoin mining happening in Zimbabwe. That is amazing. She got them a mine, crowdfunded, and Crazy. it's on. She's Crazy. done a beautiful job. She's empowered it, right? Now, you want to do the same empowerment in, let's say, Congo. There is a Congo mining happening. Now you want to do the same thing in Uganda or Rwanda or in or in Guinea. There are like so many other countries in Mozambique. Now who is the point of contact there? That's where I I saw this my journey in the African part. I was like I'll go around these 15 countries, find these point of contacts, and these point of contacts can be then taken forward, and can be groomed and can be empowered because as Anita says is like you have you can empower them. You can take a horse to the water and once these all points of contacts are ready you can literally start this thing happening like as 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 slowly and gradually all these payment applications will come here as for uh, southern america the southern america there is a very beautiful saying for mexico it says mexico is closer to us than to god so you are in yeah. a very great zone you're yeah. really close to all this adoption happening down there, the trickle down happening down there. But over the years, over the years, if you look down, yeah, so my friend is an analyst, business a stock analyst. He's like, none South American countries are under the control of the Americans. All of them are under the control. You can look at from El Salvador to Ecuador to Panama, they use US dollars. Now Argentina is already done. So it's crazy, but it is really good. Like see, everything, Drome wasn't built in a day. Adoption will take time and I really want this to come forward with right resources and give empower the people. So we are on the right path. And Bitcoin mining is the new uh, teach a man how to fish. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. That's so true. <laughs> it's, it's making me true. think, what, what if we set up, uh, you know, if you found, found a contact in Africa and you could, you know, set up, set up a, a mining facility with a, an amazing hydropower facilities that you probably have there um, or maybe don't have but need to set up but imagine if you have a system where if you set up a mining facility um, you give t at least 10% or 20% to the nearby community uh -huh. so uh, uh -huh. like of, of all the Bitcoin revenues say you know that's even, even just 10% and so you actually are spreading Bitcoin uh, just by mining to the local community Imagine something like that. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, actually, <laughs> make you know, you know, we've talked about this before, and I'm gonna give away this idea here because I think it's beautiful, and people, people should go out there and do it. But there's still a lot of part of the world that are not electrified, right? And there sure. is, there is also a lot of part of the world where rivers are flowing, and and there's a mountainous area, and so. Yeah. If people can just take a micro hydropower plant, which is simply to say a very small scale hydropower plant and go generate electricity from that water and use a percentage to mine Bitcoin just to subsidize the activity that then generates that area, then you end up mm. with completely decentralized, um, sustainable access to electricity that could maybe also just um, subsidize longer term projects as well. So if anyone out there is into that, please go do it. Uh, lovely. <laughs> we need that to happen. Lovely, 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 lovely. That would be amazing. And that would be 
perfect. I mean, like everybody owns their own coins, runs their own node, because we are digital now. There is, I think so. But there's something I want to add here. Africa is one step ahead of all of us. That is the mobile money. So unbank the bank? No, it doesn't work here. Most of them don't have bank accounts, but they have mobile money. So they are already at one step ahead. They already know how mobile money works. It is just like we need that Starlink of our Mr. Elon Musk to be here, so that they can do this combined with your hydroelectricity power, and things are just moving. It's possible. Yeah, if if you ever, I mean, this sounds like a interesting crowdfunding initiative here, right? Like getting people to set up a crowdfunding campaign uh, on Geyser and use Geyser hydropower um, to create to create a mining Lovely. facility. Yeah, yeah, that would be that be amazing. See, in Congo, they are doing it. Congo is a huge. They are doing it in the Virunga National Park. Uh, Alex Gladstein, and I'm connected to the guy who's running there. I have his contact. I'll share the contact info with you. Boom! I have someone for you. He's already running it. There's a huge, it's a huge warehouse. It's a huge warehouse. They are running it in Congo. I can connect you to the person, and I can connect you to. I can connect you to Bitcoiners. In practically every country now, not in every country yet. I am on the way, but I can ah, literally. It's, it's, I can, for, I can, for them to uh, do. We have, yeah, we have I mean, a starting point. That for is sure. There. Because the people understand what is sound money. For sure, it's it's, it's for them to do. But um, yeah, I'm sure there's so many yeah. resources there to to make this happen. Yes, definitely. Cool. So w- one question I have for you is like uh, kind of thinking forward into the future, you know, where do you see your, yourself and, and what you're doing, say, in two, two years from now? Oh, wow. Beautiful question. In two years from now, yeah, all these points that I have met, I would really would love to start empowering them, get on the ground and like see how we can share the resources. So that people start getting empowered, like definitely have educational material in regional languages going about and to meet all these little communities where we have these little Bitcoin beaches happening. So to be on the ground, let's say staying on the ground for a month, couple of months, see that thing picks off, go off to the next one, go to see, start seeing that these all the things are happening in different parts. Tomorrow, we don't want coming to hear like, oh, China shut down, so Bitcoin suffers or Kazakhstan shut down, Bitcoin suffers. There shouldn't be happening and everybody should feel powered because this is the most non-violent form of money, the most halal form of money. The It is something finally giving everybody freedom. And it's all about freedom. Like when I talk to Rastafari people about it and they just told me it is about freedom. So I would really would love to empower them on ground and see how I can get better. I would like to add a story here as to what happened to Africa here which got me connected. So this is Lake Bunyoni, again, Uganda. Mm. I met these Rastafari people. And he was like, Paco, our generation missed out a stage of evolution. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? He's like, uh, back in those days, when they were being attacked, by or they were being colonization was happening, they had people who were making these weapons, these traditional weapons for them, all right? But when they came down, they came down and they cut the hands of the people who were producing such goods. Now, once the hands are cut down, how can you teach the next generation to make a weapon? Or how can you teach the next generation to create something? And then they ended up setting up these churches that were giving out free stuff. And here came out a thing of asking. And every time they see anybody who is of a 
of a colored skin or a different color they will just ask so this thing started coming on because they were just getting free stuff for years and years and years and the meanwhile all their natural resources were being drained out and when they got this into free 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 give me give me give me give me they just got into a habit of just asking wow. and now with education and with what bitcoin is coming through with they're getting back to that empowerment that's why i see this 15 years because this current generation that is getting educated are the ones who are doers they are learning the importance of creation and consumption not just consuming but creating and contributing to that's great to hear and i guess i don't think education unfortunately is is the silver bullet um in the sense that a lot of education is about consuming as well and uh, a lot of the, the ethos and values um, of, of creating and entrepreneurship, unfortunately, are not always present in the in the educational realm. But um, but uh, perhaps, perhaps I'm sure I'm sure they, they, they might be in some, some level. So that's that's great to hear that it's, mm. it's been improving. And I totally agree that uh, that the Rastafari culture is, is very much aligned with, with Bitcoin. I think Bob Marley would definitely have been a Bitcoiner. If you had been around, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred percent. For sure, for sure. I mean, yes. if you listen to yes. to Bob Marley's songs these days, it's hard to not see Bitcoin in there. You know, like the he talks about the rat race. <laughs> he talks about yeah. you know the Babylon sort of chasing after the consumerism. Uh -huh. um, Bitcoin is a very Isn't his song a Bitcoiner. I'm sorry. Isn't his son a Bitcoiner? Oh my God, uh, Ziggy Marley. I, I'm not sure. Maybe I wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised. Maybe maybe I will just tweet. Will yeah, possible. I think so. He can he can definitely go down and I think so. He would be a bigger if he comes down as a voice for Bitcoin. That would be a strong voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking it up. Ziggy Marley. Nice. Oh, you can hey, there you go. That's another idea. That's another idea for for you, Giza. Yeah, that that's a connect. If that goes through, oh my God. Oh my God, you're right. He, he apparently he wrote something around Bitcoin as my religion. Oh wow, that is see, it just makes everybody just feel like yeah, Amarli is telling it. Sorry. Yeah, apparently he said Bitcoin is my religion. Hello? Yeah. Oh wow, oh wow. <laughs> You're right, Ziggy Marley. Holy shit, I need to look into that. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, cool man. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, man, Rastafari, Bitcoin, it's, it's all one. Uh, ja, ja. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so Paco, um, I think uh, if, Sarah, do you have any other kind of questions around around this this area here? Or if not, we can close with the, the two big ones. No, not really, no. So, so uh, this is how we usually end our uh, podcast. But in your words, what is Bitcoin? Okay, in my words, is you. It is you. Uh, Bitcoin gives you freedom in the way you desire it. And Bitcoin gives you wings. And it helps you understand life. It helps you answer the questions that you have been trying to answer. And and it helps you blossom 
just like a lotus flower, petal after petal, slowly and gradually, you go down the rabbit hole to understand, yes, this is eternal freedom. After all, you are a human and not a machine that is just born to work. We all are mammals. We all were reproducing, making kids, having a great life. And now here we are just working and not even spending time with our family, not even having a lunch with our family. So it really brings us back to the roots, brings us back to the Pachamama. It brings us back to sharing and caring because finally we are one. It is it is, it is, it takes you back to 1600s or the 1800s where a Dutch gold coin or a Malawian gold coin or an Argentinian gold coin or an Indian gold coin, they just had a different stamp, but gold was gold. Mm. Now, Bitcoin is Bitcoin. Finally, it will give everybody a freedom. Why should a Westerner come down to Asia and Africa and enjoy such a huge money difference and enjoy luxury? Whereas the common man here is still just struggling to make their ends meet. So Bitcoin finally gives you that freedom. Yep, that's me. Amazing. Man. Beautiful. <laughs> Amazing. So I guess the, the next question is, where is Bitcoin taking us? It's taking us to a lot of denial, which we are. Denial is precursor to acceptance. We are in a stage of denial and uh, we are moving forward. I guess we are moving forward to getting connected. I don't know, man, you, you answer that. You answer that for me. I just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> that's, that's part of the beauty of it. We, we don't know. There's just some guiding principles. <laughs> no one knows, just, man. No one knows. It feels right. <laughs> you know, sometimes you follow your heart and it just feels right. True. It, it it feels right like it's it, it's right man if you look at a, if you look at an apple when an apple advertisement comes apple you feel like yeah i feel right whereas you'll have your xiaomi or a samsung or any other phone coming and telling you we have the best feature the best phone the best everything but still when it comes down to apple you say yeah i feel right it's the gut feeling and mm -hmm. the gut feeling is always right your instincts and this is what here we are together so yeah I'm with you on that. Thank you for giving me that answer. Yes, it's the gut feeling. <laughs> yeah, and like you said before, Bitcoin is will give us hope, right? It's giving us hope and it yeah. will take us in a place where we can finally have more time with our families, where we can have a more humane life. Um, I think you kind of yeah. said it earlier as well. And uh, yeah. totally right, 100%. Right, yeah, yeah. To, to, to the moon. <laughs> to the moon, yeah, right. <laughs> That's the that's the great that's the default answer, yeah. So yeah, man, it's it's been great. It's been <laughs> such an honor to speak. I feel like uh, we have such good conversations. I'll let, let's definitely do this again soon. And uh, everyone now yes. listening will be able to to boost uh, Paco uh, Paco's project directly from uh, Fountain uh, or Soon Breeze as well. And uh, yeah, feel free to go check out Paco's project. He's doing some amazing work, and we'll continue orange pilling. Um, people around the world and I love what you said as well how in the future you want to not only continue doing this but also actually make these more sustainable um, kind of communities um, and, and where you can go set up and help set up these type of 
Bitcoin citadels everywhere. I think that sounds fantastic. I, I love to see that. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, hopefully we can be a part of that and, and supporting these these types of initiatives going forward. We have some plans for um, for enabling bigger bigger types of uh, of donations um, possible. So yeah, man, uh, this has been great. Let's keep in touch. Let's have this this, this again. And um, yeah, we'll uh, look forward to seeing you. Uh, your experiences and your journeys continue and um, continue your orange billing and um, continue the, the good vibes that you bring. So appreciate you. Appreciate you having, having you in the community. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you both of you. It's an honor. I, I really appreciate this call. Like it was when I was just about to start my journey eight months, nine months ago, it was in sept August last week or September first week when we had a conversation to now being able to just share more in-depth knowledge of what is the current reality. So thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been an honor. Thank you, Paco.